Amen. You may be seated. Let's turn to Psalms chapter 115. You know, one of the things that we've said, we're in a series called Healing, and uh, we're seeing the healing of God. Uh, just last week, even while we were in Frontline's prayer, every Sunday morning we have prayer from 9 to 10 o'clock. And we pray, we advance the kingdom, and that's why it's called Frontline's Prayer, right? We advance the kingdom in that prayer. If you missed it this morning, or last week for that matter, you missed it. It was fun. I mean, it was, it was good. God moved. I'm telling you this morning, it was awesome. Now, just last week, uh, healing just started taking place right there in Frontline's Prayer. Somebody not, not feeling good, feel, you know, not feeling well, all of a sudden healing just takes place. Just while we were praying. Nobody's laying on hands just while we were praying, right? That's the, th that's the power of God. We're seeing healing. We've seen miracles on a regular basis, and they're just amping up. The Lord told me to go after, you know, I told you a few minutes ago about what we've seen financially in 12 months. Well, the way we got there was at the beginning of the year, he said, I want you to preach on finances. We talked, we did a series, Bye Bye Debt and Hello Abundance, right? And all of a sudden, uh, debt started dropping supernaturally, right? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Well, this year at the beginning, he said, I want you to do a series on healing. So what are we expecting? We're expecting the same results, the same big supernatural results of God because he's a good God. And as we set our eyes and our heart on him, we're going to see exactly that. Glory to God. Now, one of the things is it's important, and you'll find this out in the Word if you don't know that it's in there. I'm just going to tell you the, that it's in there. I'm not going to teach this today, but it says this, is that we are very much supposed to uh, confess the things that we believe in, right? We're supposed to uh, meditate on them and confess them, roll them over in our mind and in our spirit, confess the promises of God, right? So here's the thing. During this series, I want us to say this, and you repeat after me. I may have come in here one way, but I'm leaving healed. And I'm taking healing with me. I may have come in here one way, but I'm leaving healed. And I'm taking healing with me. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, you're made in the image of God. And remember at the beginning, I made a joke about this, but God didn't do this to the world. And light was, right? He said, light be, right? And you're made in the image of God. That means at some point, we've got to get his promises and his word in our mouth and speak the way that he did and confess those things. And that's all we're doing. We're just saying, hey, Lord, we're going to humble ourselves to your ways, not think our ways are the best. We're going to humble ourselves to your ways and we're going to confess these things. And so, yes, you may have come in here one way, but you're leaving completely healed in Jesus' name. That's for you today. Anybody that grabs a hold of that today can have that, right? Amen. Over in Nigeria, they're seeing a big move of God, and we've talked about this in different ways. But one of the things is, they see miracles all the time. And I had a friend of mine who's a pastor over there. He said, Brian, he said, the reason is because when their pastor speaks, uh, when God's told them something and says, you will not leave this place sick today. 
He says, when they get to the door, right, they, they stop. And if they're still sick, they go, no. He said, by God, I'm not leaving here today. And what they do essentially in the spirit is they take that sickness and throw it down and they step out healed and they get healed right there as they cross the threshold of the door. It's just a simple childlike faith that says, hey, this is what I need to do. And if we will take the words of God like that and we will just apply it with simple childlike faith, we can have these things. And here's the issue. A lot of times the world has taught you so many details and so many things like that, that that gets all jumbled up and we're trying to apply faith, but we've got to rewrite some of that stuff in our mind. We've got to get some of that wrong teaching. God is a healer. That's who he is. That's his character and his nature. How can you be in God and be sick? It's, is it possible for God to be sick? No, then it's not possible if you are in him to be sick. And that's a simple truth. But it's like, well, 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 d stop, you know, uh, but, but, but leave the butt behind, right? Leave it where it's supposed to be behind you. Amen. Glory to God. Get it out of your life. Just be like a child with the simplicity of faith. If I told Luke it was this way, he'd just take it and run with it, right? If I told him there was a certain thing, he would just, as a child, be like, okay, my daddy told me so. That's how we're supposed to be with our loving daddy. Because look, I'm a man that can still miss it. But you have a loving father that cannot miss it. Not only that, but he will love you like I never can, right? I, my love may be corrupt at times. His isn't. We have such a good father. And if he says, I am Jehovah Rapha, which is what he said in the Hebrew, that means I am the Lord that heals you. I'm the Lord that's healing you now. By his stripes we were healed. This thing's set. It's done. All of a sudden we just as a child go, okay, and we can walk in it. That's all it is. And so we let the word wash our brain and rewrite and rewire us from what the corrupted world has taught us and just move into the simplicity of a childlike faith and you will find that you will speed things up so quick. So uh, one of the things that we said too is it doesn't matter if you don't have perfect health or you do have perfect health. We have a responsibility, even if we're in perfect health, because we are ambassadors of God. We have a responsibility to raise our faith for healing for ourselves and others. Remember, the word says these signs will follow those that believe. They will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, right? In other words, it's not just for the pastor, it's everybody who believes. They can start walking in the power of God simply by knowing what's written in the word and walking in it. So we have a responsibility to that. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. That's why we're hearing this word on healing today. So let's, as you're in uh, Psalms 115 and verse 13, this is what we're talking about today. Healing is a part of our business and our responsibility. Uh, David, uh, will you come here? Hand me, hand me this mic real quick. All right. So I know what your job is. So your job is just you know, one word. What's your job? Sales. Sales. What kind of sales? Flooring. What is your business? 
relationships. Yeah, flooring business. Flooring business. Yeah, yeah right. Okay. Floor. You're in the flooring business, right? Right. So everything you do in your job relates to flooring. Flooring. Yeah. That's your business. Yes. That's it. You did awesome. <laughs> the word says, when we're in Christ, you are an ambassador of Christ. Your business is Christ-likeness. That's your business. And if Christ has anything to do with it, that's your business. Christ has everything to do with healing. Healing is our business. And it's our responsibility. If we are the hands and the feet of Christ here left on this earth, we're the body of Christ, which we are, then healing is our business. And business is good. Amen. <laughs> Healing is our business, right? It's our responsibility. We did a series a while back uh, called Why Didn't God Just Snap His Fingers? And it was a longer title than that, but we made the bottom line small. And, and fix the sin problem. We also, it's the same question as this. Why do bad things happen to good people? Right. We did the series. I answered the question in the first five minutes. But of course, you know me, I did a series for like six or seven weeks beyond that, because you can't just leave it there. That would be craziness. Uh, but what we did was we said, why didn't God just fix it? Is there a sin problem in this earth? Yeah, there is one. But is it already fixed through Jesus? It is now. But was there a sin problem back in the garden with Adam and Eve? And did that problem cause the fall of man, which caused a whole lot of other problems? Why didn't God just go fixed? I mean, he's God, right? Why didn't he do that? Why do bad things happen to people? If God is so loving, why do bad things happen to people? <laughs> This verse right here shows us why. Let me ask you this. Can God break his word? What happens if he breaks his word? One, he ceases to be God. Right? If he breaks his word, he ceases to be God. What happens if he breaks his word? Huh? He's no longer God. Who takes over if God lies? Satan does. And what's Satan going to do? It says, the word says in John 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. So if the devil takes over, what's happening to all the world, all of us, and everything else? He's stealing, killing, and destroying everything. It's the only thing he does. But God said... Right here in this verse, Psalm 115 and verse 13. He will bless those who fear the Lord, the small with the great. May the Lord give you increase, you and your children. May you be blessed of the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. In other words, there is a maker of heaven and earth. And what he's declaring right now is that you would be blessed. By that God who created everything. In other words, does he have power? Does he have power to bless you? Man, you better believe it. 
He does. He's got power. So we need to say, look, it's not just some puny God who's blessing me. This is Almighty God who made everything, who's got all power. This is who He is. He is not, His arm's not short. He's strong in my life, right? I've got to see Him as, as that, know Him as that. Man, I've got to know Him as that. But then He says this in verse 16. The heavens are the heavens of the Lord, but the earth he has given to the sons of men. So here's the issue. You've got a lot of people that think that God could have just swooped in and fixed everything, but who has the earth in their hands? We do. He's given the earth to the sons of men. He's given the earth to the sons of men. In other words, the earth is in humans' humans hands, right? Now, we had a period of time at the fall of man where we took what we had and we gave it to the devil. But then Jesus came back and he took back power and then he took that same power and he gave it back to humankind. So the answer to why didn't God just snap his fingers and fix the problem is because he couldn't, because he'd already put his word on it. And if he breaks his word, now everything goes in the garbage can, right? right? And the devil comes in, he steals, kills, and destroys. But here's the other thing. The reason why he couldn't come in there and just snap his fingers is because he'd already given it to mankind. How would it be if you had God doing this? Hey, here you go, there's a gift for you. Oh, no, 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 wait, give me that back. That's not the character and nature of God. He doesn't give something and then take it back. When He gives it, He gives it. Now, there's nothing that can happen except for that person to deal with it the proper way. Well, if the earth has been given to the sons of men, if the earth has been given to men, whose responsibility is it for the things that happen. Ours. That's why we're having church. Because we're making a difference. We're the ambassadors of God in this earth. Right? This is the reason why Jesus had to come as a man. God couldn't just swoop down in his godly form in the spirit man. This guy, you had to have flesh and blood because he had to line up with God's word. You had to have a man. You had to have a human that came down and handled all of the legalities or else God's word is broken. That's why Jesus had to come in the flesh. That's why. And then as a man, he stepped in, he took back the keys of death, hell, and the grave. He took back the authority over all the earth. And later on, he says this, all authority has been given unto me, right? He's got it all. The devil has none left. He's got none left. None. It's all in Jesus' hand. The only thing that the devil can do in your life is if we don't know something and we let him do it. You've got the authority. You've got everything right in your hand. And this is why God couldn't just snap his fingers. And this is why bad things happen, because we don't stand up to it. What, what uh, measure did God give us? What, what example did he give us when a storm's brewing, right? And it's a killer storm. The waves in Matthew, it says, the waves were sweeping over the boat. 
Jesus is asleep. Disciples are about to, you know, fall apart. They're about to, they think they're going to die, right? What example did Jesus give us that a man could do empowered by God? Peace, be still. And the waves and the wind obeyed, right? Do you realize that this is when Jesus said, you'll do these works and greater? He said, I'm the firstborn of many brethren. You realize what he was releasing was, he said, he's basically saying, once I conquer this thing as a man and I grab back all that power and authority and I hand it to you, everyone that believes, everyone, these signs shall follow those that believes. They will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. God still to this day needs men and women of faith to overcome the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. Even today, he's looking for some men and women of faith that will stand up against these things that are trying to steal, kill, and destroy. And the man and a woman of faith will knock it out. That's what it is with healing. That's the same thing with healing. Why is that healing, you know, not manifesting? Ultimately, it lays in our hands. Now, isn't it convenient if I said that it was all in God's hands? If I said it was all in God's hands, then that takes all the responsibility off my shoulders. That is not what this Bible says. That is not. That responsibility lies in your hands and mine. We carry the responsibility of healing. Why? Because healing is Christ's business and Christ's business is our business. We, am, we are ambassadors of the kingdom of God and our job is to do that. Storms come up, we speak to them, right? And we've had that happen before where there was a tornado starting to form. No, uh-uh, you're not happening here. In the name of Jesus. And watch the thing go zoop and, and dissipate right there. We've seen it. We've seen that happen. Why? Because you start to learn who you are and what you're created for. All of a sudden something gets down on the inside of you. And what would you do? Uh, let, me, let me ask this. Uh, watch, Chad, you're a guest today, right? What would you do if a bully tried to come in and bully your house. You going to stand up to him? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I understand. Why? Because you're in covenant in your house. What happens, you see, what most people do is they just let stuff happen, but they don't see the person who's behind it. They don't see that the person behind it is the devil, and all he is is just a big scoundrel bully. That's all he is. And when you start to see that the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, you start recognizing if stealing's happening, killing's happening, destruction's happening, I know where it came from. I know where it came from. And he's trying to bring about something. He doesn't have a right. Remember, Jesus said, all authority is given to me. Go therefore. He passed his authority. That means if Jesus had all authority, how much does the devil have left? None. None. The only authority is when we let him get away with his stuff because we don't know who we are. But if we'll get to know who we are, he ain't got a chance. That bully's getting beat down, right? Because you have all the authority as a believer in Christ and an ambassador, right? Right? Now, there, in most cases, 
an ambassador from our country goes into another country. Our, our ambassador goes into another country. And let's say that another country then comes against our ambassador. What happens to that country? Ooh, boom, all the power of the United States comes down on that. Why? Because that ambassador represents the U.S. itself. Right? Listen, you're not walking around as a measly little Christian. You're walking around as an ambassador of God. You're walking around as somebody that carries something. Now, you may not have known that till just now, but now you know it. And now you know you're carrying something. And it's not God's job. To fix all this is your job to fix all this. Healing is Christ's business. Christ's business is our business. Healing is our business and our responsibility. He's given the earth into our hands. Now that goes for every piece of salvation. That goes for healing, provision, goes for protection, deliverance, and Restoration. All of those things were accomplished when Christ died on the cross. All of them. And so now it, it stands to reason that anything that we let happen, it'll happen. And the devil will try to bring about all his bulliness around in all those areas. He'll try to steal, kill, and disturb, uh, destroy your health. He'll try to steal, kill, and destroy your finances. He'll try to steal, kill, and destroy all kinds of things in your life. But at some point, you've got to say, enough is enough. And then all of a sudden, what happens is, anybody ever besides me, just like, all right, I keep hearing about how big God is. Let's see something. Anybody besides me? I want to see the power of God. Well, here's where it comes into play. When a human, when a man or woman says, Lord, I see this. I see how big you are. I see how great you are. I see how awesome you are. I see how powerful you are. In the name of Jesus, as a child, I believe that. I believe it. And they start putting it against any stealing, killing, and destroying, and you'll start to see it. Now, look, you've got a lot of stuff that probably needs to be rewritten. I did, I still do, right? And so you might have some stuff to work through, but eventually what will happen is you're going to find as you humble yourself to God, you'll, you'll have his hand. He is so merciful and so gracious, and all of a sudden what's going to happen is you'll be walking through life and you'll pray over something, and boom, miraculous happens right there, and you'll be like, glory to God. If you pray again, let's say it doesn't happen. Don't give up. Okay, so I missed it somehow. I know you didn't miss it. I know your character and nature is good healer, right? But I know I might have missed it, but I'm keeping on going. I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to go after you, and we're going to see more and more of this power of God. Believe it or not, the very first time I prayed over somebody, I don't believe anybody got healed. (laughs) I don't think anybody did. Okay, did that mean that I just give up? No. Praise God, there's some people been healed along the way, much more than that. Since then, aren't they glad I, I didn't give up because I failed one time? Yeah, yeah, we want to make sure that we don't give up. We humble ourselves. All right, Lord, the problem's not with you. I know that. If, if there's any problem, it's me. I'm probably the weak link in this equation. Help me. And God will help you. God will help you. Let's look at this. Healing is a part of our business and responsibility. Go to Genesis chapter 1. Listen, make sure that you know 
that healing falls in your wheelhouse. Make sure that you know that you are responsible for this. One time I was at, some of you have heard this story. I was at a conference. It was a big uh, coliseum. I'm sitting up there. I'm sitting in the coliseum up there in the seats. And I had a, a spot on my back and it was not hurting me. Uh, but it was basically like, you know, my skin uh, it had a pigment. It was more of a white color, right? And I didn't know what it was. It wasn't spreading. It wasn't growing. Best I could, I never went to a worldly doctor over it, but it wasn't contagious. It wasn't growing. But it had been back there for several years now. And I just, I didn't even hardly know it was there, but, you know, I'd pass it and see it in the mirror every now and then or something like that. So I'm sitting in this conference, this uh, uh, brother is preaching there, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit speaks to me, and he says, that spot is an assault against my word. I knew immediately what he meant. He meant you, Brian, leaving that thing there and not dealing with it in your responsibility, it is assaulting my character and nature. Every day that you leave that there and you don't deal with it, then my, your thoughts towards me are continuously diminishing, even if it's just subconsciously. You need, in other words, what he was saying is, get in the word and you need to deal with that thing. I'm like, okay, yes, sir. I took the correction. Why? Because I was, I'd allowed it for several years. He said, you are not dealing with this. And here's the problem. With that thing there, it wasn't hurting anybody but me. It was hurting my thoughts towards him. It was hurting those things. I said, okay, Lord. I said, all right, then let me deal with it. I went into scripture. I saw healing scriptures. I declared healing over that thing. And, you know, here's what happened. It didn't go away. Okay, what do you do now? You just keep thanking him. See, I know that when I pray, that power of God is released. Doesn't matter what I feel or what I see. I don't have, just like Peter and the storm, I don't have my eyes on the wind and the waves. I've got my eyes on Jesus. You keep your eyes on Jesus. You thank him. Thank you, Lord, that it's healed. When it went away, I don't know. It was sometime a little bit later. I passed by the mirror and I was like, Man, that thing ain't there anymore. I had Nicole check. I was like, hey, is that thing back there? Can you see it? She's like, there's nothing there. Glory to God. Why? Because you dealt with it. You dealt with it. It was a win. Yay, a win for Brian. They, had a, they might not have come as much as I wanted to, but there was one. Amen? It was a win for the Lord because I just applied who he was. It was my responsibility, and that's what the Lord was getting on to me about. Because I wasn't stepping into my responsibility. I wasn't stepping into that. So let's look here at Genesis chapter 1. Where did this thing start? Genesis 1, 24 says this, Then God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures after their kind cattle and creeping things and beasts of the earth after their kind, and it was so. God made the beast of the earth after their kind and the cattle after their kind and everything that creeps on the ground after its kind, and God saw that it was good. Verse 26, then God said, listen to these words right here, let us make man in our image. 
Let us make man in our image. Let me just say this right here. You may or may not be pleased with your life up to this point. You might not feel like you are really carrying the image of God. But let me tell you something. On the inside of you, there's an image of God. And it might not have been what you've been seeing in the mirror. But right now, there's something on the inside of you. And let me tell you this. God believes in you. God believes in you. God believes in you. And what he wants to do is he, want to take, he wants to take his image that's on the inside of you and he wants to bring it to the outside. And a part of that is us carrying this responsibility. I'm not just talking about healing right here. I'm talking about God has a promise for you. It, it is to give you a future and a hope and it's to turn these things good. And no matter where you sit or what you see or what you've been through, there's something on the inside of you that's bigger than all the junk in the world. Amen. There's something on the inside. You are made in the image of God. Even if you don't know him right now, even if you don't know him, all you have to do is turn your heart to him and that image of God on the inside of you will come alive and it will just start to produce the life of God in you. Amen. Amen. You are made in the image of God. He says, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. According to our likeness. Now, we may have control of the earth, but who has control of the universe? Well, God's got control. Before he gave us control, who had it? He did. And how did he handle the earth before he gave us control? It was in chaos in front of him. He started speaking the life of God into things. And what happened when he spoke, the life of God came into it. That's the same way that we were created in his image and likeness. You are a spirit. You have a body and you have a mind, but you are a spirit. That's the real you. You are created in his image. And guess what? That means you have the capacity that God has. Now, you're not going to be God. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But he said, I love you enough to give you what I have to make you my child. You have the, if when you get born again, you start to carry the spiritual DNA of God. And you know, think about this. How big is your spirit? How, how much potential is there? Do you remember uh, the story about the man at the Gadarenes, I believe it was, the man who had the legion of demons inside of him? A legion is commonly uh, known as approximately 2,000. Right. He said, what's your name to the demons? One of them said, we are a legion because we are many. Right. Now, I want you to notice something. A lot of people don't recognize this, but there, there was over 2000 demons in one man's spirit. 2000 demons in one man's spirit. What was that man's capacity he was possessed with over 2,000. Now, once those demons get kicked out, and once you become a child of God, and you, your spirit is renewed to the image and the likeness of God, what do you have in you? How big is your capacity? 
Don't you think that maybe we've been living at a lower level than actually who we are? I'm telling you for a fact that is so. I don't care if you've been beat up every day of your life up to this moment. Today, things can change in your life. Today, you can walk out of here a different person. And as far as healing goes, you can walk out knowing that you are carrying a capacity for healing in you. Amen. He says you were made in the image and likeness. He says this, yes, amen, he is worthy. God, he says, let us make man in our image, verse 26, and let them have rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over every cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. I love this. You are over the creeps. Anybody got some creeps in your life? You're over all of them. And you're supposed to rule. Amen? He gave you rule over the creeps. Glory to God. Now this word here, rule, you know what that, it means? Rule, yeah, that's good. It means have dominion. In other words, it is supposed to fall under your domain and your domain is supposed to be God's domain. That means everything that's on the earth is under the domain of men. It's mankind that carries that. Right now, there's been a big push over the last few years to raise up the created higher than the creator. There's been, there's been a push to make animals just as important as people. That's a demonic doctrine. That's not the design of God. Completely goes against him. You are designed to have dominion over everything, every animal on this earth. That doesn't mean that you take advantage of it. To have dominion means that you rule it well, that you govern it and bring life to it. Not just stealing, killing, and destroying, but you bring life to it. But they are, all the animals are given to mankind, and then mankind has a responsibility over all the earth to rule it with the love of God. That means when you see a storm, you rule it by saying, peace, be still. That means when you see a sickness, you say, be healed. That means when you see a lack in somebody's finances, you say, be blessed in Jesus' name. But you start to bring what's inside of you in your responsibility, and you start to let that thing come out. Are you seeing it? Verse 27. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Verse 28, glory to God. God blessed them. In other words, he told them what they were supposed to do, and then he empowered them with the ability to do it. He blessed them. Blessed them. He gave them right there, not only the responsibility, but the power to back it up. Amen. It's kind of like a policeman who's got the badge, but he also has the gun. Right. And you're going to respect one of them. Well, the devil, he's going to try to come against your responsibility. But he, and when you start walking in who you are and you start carrying the anointing of God, he's going to respect that power. You can say the name of Jesus all you want to. Said, so did those seven sons of Sceva, right? 
But they were like, Jesus we know, Paul I know, who are you? And they beat them and sent them running and naked, right? They, they called the name of Jesus. That's just like the church has been. Jesus, help us. Jesus, help us. But they don't know who they are. But see, those demons, they respected power. They're like, I know who Jesus is. He done gone and whooped us last time. I know who Paul is. And they did the same thing. He respects power. He respects that. And either you know who you are and what you're created to be and you've allowed the renewing of the word to bring that power into your life or you just keep getting run over. It's time for the church to stop getting run over. That's not who they were created to be. They were created to rule and to reign and have dominion and the love of God to bring about the blessing over all of his creation. That's who we were created to be. Yeah, amen. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Now, this is not just talking about having babies. You can laugh. It's good. (laughs) This is not just talking about being fruitful and multiplying, having babies. This is talking about take the blessing that I just gave you. Apply my love over all this creation and see my blessing multiply throughout the whole earth. Adam and Eve, they got sidetracked, they got messed up, and it stopped right there at the garden. But then Jesus came in later on and said, Now, blessing, all power and authority is me. The same mission that started in the garden is still in place today. It never changed. God still wants the same thing for his dominion of blessing and love to go over the whole earth. It's our responsibility. He says, Look, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. And rule over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the sky, and every living thing that moves on the earth. So now I'm calling you, I'm making you strong, I'm creating you in my image, I'm giving you the power to do it. Now rule and have dominion. And so in other words, this is what that word means, to subdue it, right? I wrote this down. To subdue it means this. It means to bring the earth in subjection, it is subservient to you. The earth, that's why those wind and the waves listened to Jesus, because it was a servant to the one designed to rule over it. And that's the same thing that will happen to that sickness when you get a hold of this. When you start to understand it, that sickness, it's subservient to you. You're not subservient to that sickness. Lack is subservient to you. You're not a servant to lack. You are supposed to rule and reign and subdue it. Glory to God. That's who you are. Then God said, behold, I've given you every plant yielding seed that is on the surface of all the earth and every tree. He's given it and it shall be food for you. And every beast of the earth and every bird of the sky and everything that moves on the earth, which has life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so God saw all he had made and behold, and it was very good. And there was evening and morning the sixth day. In other words, this plan that God put into place, God himself looked at it and said, it's a good plan. It still is planned today is that you walk in those same things. Created in the image of God. Carrying a 
potential inside of you. No matter where you've been or what you've seen, there's something on the inside of you. Even right now, as I say that, even if you've been beat up, even to the moment you walked in here today, even as I say that right now, something on the inside of you is going, that's right. That's who I am. That's the Holy Spirit ministering to you saying, that's right. That is who you are. You can be something different. And God's saying right now today, I believe in you. I believe in you. Things can change. And then all of a sudden, when you grab a hold of that as a child and you start believing, you can say, I can walk in this. I believe there's somebody in here uh, that will be a, a soul winner and healer for Christ that just blows the rest of this area away. Is it you? In other words, I believe that there's somebody in here that'll grab a hold of this and they'll just start applying the things simple, simple that God said. He's a healer. He loves you. And all of a sudden you'll be praying for people and they'll be getting healed left and right. And they'll be coming to Jesus to know his goodness and his love. Anybody ever felt like anybody ever felt like giving God praise when your body ached all over? <laughs> I'm talking about feeling it. Did your body feel it? See, that doesn't make people give pr God praise. What makes them have praise is when they get delivered. When the delivery and the saving comes, then all of a sudden they're like, glory to God, right? Glory to God. Thank goodness I'm not hurting anymore. He wants them to know. He wants people to know. He wants them to know how much he loves them, but he needs a people that will grab a hold of it and say, hey, this is my responsibility. This is my responsibility. This is my business. This is my job. Amen. And it's not just the pastor. It's every believer. Those that believe will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Matthew 6.10, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. On earth as it is in heaven. Matthew 28, 18, Jesus came up to them and said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go, therefore. He's saying, because I have all power, therefore, you go. Yeah. You go. You do these things. Luke 19, 13, he gives a, a parable of the kingdom. Luke 19, 13, it says, and he called 10 of his slaves and gave to them 10 Aminas, or another place it says talents. And he says, do business with this until I come back. In the King James, it says, occupy till I come. In other words, what he's saying is, look, I've given you a blessing. Yep. Use it, do business until I come back. What's your business? It's Christ's business. Yep. What's your business? It's healing. In other words, I've empowered you. I've given you everything that you need. Now do business till I return. Amen. Do business. You can look at your hands right now and say, these are healing hands and they've been empowered by God and I'm going to do business till he comes back. I, I can't shrink back from my responsibility. By doing that, I'm letting the devil talk about God in a way that is not God. I will not do that. No, no, no. No, people are going to know that Jesus is a healer. And that starts with me. I'm going to lay hands on myself. You know, he's given you authority over every living.
living thing, you also are a living thing. You have responsibility to lay hands on yourself and see it. In other words, you need to take responsibility for that sickness that's trying to get in your life and creep up on you. You need to say, no, put your foot down and not let it. That's the key. You got to start realizing that when sickness tries to come on you, it is illegal. It's illegal. Do business till I come. He says this in Mark 16, in verse 15. He says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who has believed and has been baptized shall be saved, but he who is disbelieved shall be condemned. These signs will accompany those who have believed. Then you go on to verse 18, it says, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. They will recover. They will recover. At whose hands? Whoever believes. Whoever, not just the past, whoever believes. But notice he says in that first verse, go. What's he saying? Do business. Take this healing. Do business. Start it with yourself, but then go. Don't just, you know, let's say you lay hands on yourself and you don't receive healing right now. That doesn't matter. You still believe. Lay hands. Ask people to pray. Lay hands on them. Do business. You've been empowered to do business, to be a healer in Jesus' name. Go. Occupy. Do business with what I've given you. How do we grow in this? In Joshua it says, in Joshua it says that you will meditate on my word day and night and then you will make your way successful. Many people are just waiting around for God to heal them. They're waiting around for God to make them successful. Lord, if you want me successful, you would make me. God's had it this way from the beginning of the earth, from the beginning of time. This earth is in your hands, son. Daughter, this earth is in your hands. This earth is ready for you to stand up to the thief and say that your time's over. I'm done messing with you. It's time for the love of God to be made manifest. And you do that by getting into the word, seeing that he's a healer, seeing that he wants you well, seeing those things, growing in who you are. I'm made in the image and the likeness of God. I might not feel great about myself up to this point, but there's the image of God on the inside of me. There is something on the inside of me that's bigger than anybody can see. Even my family, my family can't see what's inside, but he's got good plans for me. And he's got, they give me a future and a hope. He's got some things of his business to do and I'm going to be about them and I'm going to do those things and God's going to see the love poured out. They're going to, the world is going to see who God is if for no other reason, if nobody else does it, I'm going to be because I haven't forgotten what he's done for me. I haven't forgotten. 